We've all been there. You're standing in a museum, staring at a painting, and all you can think is, I don't get it. To me, knowing the story behind an artwork is a huge part of knowing how to look at it. I'm Amanda, the host of the Art of History podcast, where we view history through the lens of some really great works of art. Each episode, we dive deep into the bigger picture behind some familiar and maybe not so familiar pieces. Check out Art of History now wherever you get your podcasts. kids welcome to our show we are a family podcast empowering a generation of empathetic creative innovators and citizens of the world let's dive into culture and geography to open our minds expand our imagination and bridge our communities together thank you for joining today but hmm something sounds different mm-hmm. our music is different yeah. what's that What's it? It's our brand new Culture Kids theme song. Mommy wrote the melody and we went to a real recording studio with real instruments and we put it all together. Do you like it? Yes. Makes me want to get up and dance. (laughs) We want to give a big thanks to Robin Lai for arranging and producing our song along with Julian Chan, Gabby Lima, JJ Blair for helping us bring it to life. birthday shout out from my friend Nathan Choi from Upper West Side New York City. That's right. And guess where Nathan wants to travel someday? Where? Space. Wow. To other space? Well, maybe you could become an astronaut. Happy birthday, Nathan. And we have one more special birthday celebration for Catherine Pack in Yorba Linda, California. Catherine is turning 11 years old. I hope all your wishes come true. Happy birthday, Catherine. Today, we have another exciting guest who is an author, meaning she writes books for children. She wrote a very colorful, vibrant book full of culture called I Do Declare a Norwegian Fair. Her name is Carissa Bates. And this book is about a sassy little mouse as she explores the exciting culture of the Norwegian fair. It's nice to have you on the show, Miss Bates. Hello, Asher. Hello, Culture Kids. Hi. Well, my name is Carissa Bates, and I live close in Minnesota to the Twin Cities, which is a really big place. Spend time with my three kids here, so I have three kids that are six, nine, and 11. I work in schools with kids in kindergarten all the way through 12th grade doing therapies. And I started writing children's books when I had cancer and I found it just during a really hard time. It was really nice to be able to do something productive. I started writing about cancer and then it turned into my kids and I writing a book about cancer. And then now I write fun books for kids in general. Thank you for sharing your experience with us. Asher's grandfather, who was also recently very ill with cancer, did a lot of writing through his illness too. Sometimes it's very helpful to correct something when you are feeling down or feeling sick. That's a good point, Asher. Can you tell us what inspired you to write I Do Declare a Norwegian Fair? 
So uh, I wrote, um, I do declare a Norwegian fair with um, Nadia Bullish. She did the illustrations, but she also co-wrote with me. And I wanted to write a book about all things Norwegian because my grandma was 100% Norwegian. So we always had a lot of Norwegian food around. So I just loved everything Norwegian. And I wanted a book that just celebrated everything to do with Norway. And that's how I do declare a Norwegian fair was kind of born. That's cool. Both my grandparents are from South Korea. My dad was born here in America, so I'm Korean-American. Did you experience a lot of Norwegian culture growing up too? I grew up with my family owning a Luxa company, so we were surrounded by everything Norwegian my whole life. What is Lefsa? So Lefsa is like a tortilla, but it's made out of potato. And the Norwegians had a lot of potatoes and did a lot of baking with flour. So it's like a flour, potato, tortilla. You put butter on it, and then a lot of people put sugar, brown sugar on it, and roll it up and eat it as a dessert. Some people put like potatoes and meat on it and roll it up. We just do the butter and sugar typically, but it's a yummy dessert. That sounds delicious. Oh, yeah. Lefsa is a traditional Norwegian food, especially during festive occasions and holidays. So it's not found everywhere, all the time. Not like how kimchi is everywhere in Korea. In areas with a strong connection to their traditional culture or places with a rich heritage in Norwegian cuisine, Lefsa is likely to be more easily found. Urban centers and tourist destinations may also offer Lefsa as part of their traditional food offerings. Yep, exactly. It sounds soft and cozy and yummy. So we learn from the book that the Norwegian fairs in America are an event or festival that celebrates Norwegian culture, traditions, and heritage. These fairs are organized by Norwegian-American communities and cultural organizations across the United States. Can you tell us more about these events? A Norwegian fair, just a festival where all these vendors come together and celebrate Norwegian culture. A lot of them are 100% Norwegian or had parents that are 100% Norwegian and they bring kind of the crafts and food from Norway to this fair. And they're really fun because they have something called rosemaline, which is an older Norwegian art. And it's just these floral brush strokes and they put it on plates and they put it on bowls and pottery. The elders in the area, they still do rosemaline. So I've seen quite a bit of it. So that's really fun. Mommy showed me some rosemaline art and they look beautiful. Lots of pretty colors and twirls. Yes, rosemaling is a special kind of painting that comes from Norway. The word rosemaling comes from two Norwegian words. Rose, meaning rose or flower, and maling, meaning painting. So together, it makes one word. Yeah. As the name suggests, rosemaling often features beautiful floral designs. Instead of painting just one color, artists use lots of bright and cheerful colors to create amazing designs. Yeah. They often paint flowers, leaves, and other pretty shapes that make the painting look like they belong in a fairy tale. Oh, yes! So a Norwegian fair is organized by Norwegian-Americans. Why is it so important for them? 
Yeah, so for the immigrants that came over from Norway, um, they kind of clustered in different areas. And Minnesota and Wisconsin are big areas that um, people came over from Norway to. They went Canada and then they came down to Wisconsin, Minnesota. It's kind of fun to see and hear about grandparents that traveled over a long time ago and such. America is often referred to as a land of immigrants. Like Mommy and Asher's grandparents, we immigrated from South Korea. And just like Carissa is passionate about her Norwegian background, our family tries our best to preserve our culture as best as we can here in the United States. Like eating certain foods from Korea. Yummy! Or celebrating holidays. Yes, it's interesting to mix different cultural practices when you're an immigrant living in a new country. We often hear the term Scandinavian frequently when it's related to Norway. Could you explain what the term is? Scandinavian? What does that mean? That's a long word. Scandinavian is mostly countries that are pretty close to Norway in that region. So Norway, Sweden, Denmark are kind of the main ones, I would say. And just that region. What up? Thank you for clarifying. They share similar languages, traditions, and histories. They are known for being friendly, hardworking, and enjoying nature a lot because their communities have beautiful forests, mountains, and even some of the coldest places on Earth. So what other things happen during a Norwegian fair? At Norwegian fairs, they have like these dances and the women wear these like bright red dresses with white undershirts. They're very traditional Norwegian clothing. They're not worn today, but the dresses are so bright colored and iconic. But the women wear like the red dresses and there's like embroidery on it that looks like what I was talking about called rosemaline with kind of like little floral prints on it. And a lot of braids, like two braids coming down is very Norwegian, Scandinavian. Many countries around the world have special clothes that were worn long time ago by their ancestors. Roger that. Even though people might not wear these traditional clothes every day anymore, they're still preserved and celebrated in special ways. People take care of these special clothes or keep them in their families. They do this because these clothes are a reminder of where they come from and the traditions that are a part of their family. And uh, people just gather for the church service and then the music to follow, and it's just kind of fun. They normally do like a children's parade, which is in, I do declare, Norwegian fair with the kids in their dresses, with little flags, and they sometimes march around the fair, so it's pretty, it's pretty cute to see the kids all dressed up. Oh, that sounds like fun. I love parades. I'm watching them too. There also is a celebration where they do um, at Norwegian fairs and town celebrations called Seten de Maya. This holiday is also called Norwegian Constitution Day. Exactly. Which Seten de Maya is on May 17th and it's just a celebration of Norway and their independence and it's celebrated still here today. So it's pretty exciting. We always 
try to talk about tasty treats in every episode. Yes. Could you tell us about some of your favorite Norwegian fish? <laughs> I said fish. <laughs> Norwegian treats. The desserts from long ago. We do. Um, we make something called sunbuckles, which is really fun if you're a kid and you wanna. Do something Norwegian. It's they're in these like silver tins, and you put like a little bit of dough, which is just mostly butter and flour and sugar. Yay. It looks like you're putting it into like a cupcake dish, but it's like a little small tin, and you flatten it up on all sides, oh. and then you cook it in the oven, and you flip it over, and you tap it, and it falls out of the tin, and that's your cookie. It looks like a cupcake wrapper almost, but you know, made out of dough. Oh, that sounds like fun. Oh, what do sunbuckle taste like? I would say similar to maybe sugar cookies in America. Very similar makeup to sugar cookies, but typically thinner. Worked for me. Oh yeah. Let's try making it at home. There's a recipe, and I do declare Norwegian fare a very easy beginner recipe for kids to try. It's very fun. It's always easy to make. My favorite part is how the sunbuckle is spelled. <laughs> It's not the word sun and buckle. So sun buckles, and it's spelled S A N D, which sounds like sand, and then B U K K E L, buckle. Hmm, interesting. Um, the spelling is a Norwegian spelling, and it's sun buckle, and it throws people off because it looks like sand buckle. Wow. So. My guess is that a lot of our friends listening right now love the Disney movie Frozen. Did you know that the movie took a lot of inspiration from Norway's history, landscapes, and much more? Yeah, so Frozen, the Disney Frozen movie, is based on Norwegian culture. All the snow, the ice, the mountains, I believe, in the background. And even Elsa and Anna's dresses have some embroidery on them that are similar to Rosemaline. I would say blonde hair, red hair is very Norwegian as well. It's super fun to see a movie that they wanted to have um, some Norwegian culture in because you don't really see that too much. So Norway must be a very beautiful place. And the characters' names, such as Elsa, Anna, Kristoff, and Sven, are also reflective of Scandinavian and Norwegian naming traditions. Oh, my favorite is Olaf. Booby dooby. He's cute. Is that name Norwegian too? Yes, Olaf is a special name with deep historical roots in Scandinavian culture. The name has been used by several Norwegian kings and historical figures, making it an important and traditional name in Norway. I love how we could see the culture through the movies we watched today. Lastly, could you share some words or phrases commonly used by Norwegians? Yes! Velkommen. Which means welcome in Norwegian. Let's try saying this. Velkommen. It almost sounds like welcoming. Going into a little town in Wisconsin, it says velkommen to Whitehall. Why is that? Hmm. Wisconsin is not Norway. It's a state in America. Yeah. That's a good point, Asher. We just really embrace our Norwegian culture, and especially in our smaller towns um, in the U.S. So awesome! 
Wisconsin still has a big Norwegian American population, especially in certain areas where early Norwegian immigrants settled. This is often reflected in cultural heritage and traditions. You got it! Oh, so that's nice. Honoring their language. I guess we see a lot of Korean signs when we go to Koreatown in downtown LA. Exactly. Miss Bates, do you have anything else you'd like to share with us? So this is for the adults. If you want to learn more about the Norwegian fair or Norwegian culture, the book I wrote is called I Do Declare a Norwegian Fair, and it's on Amazon. And you can follow me on social media. We talk a lot about children's mental health, Norwegian culture, and tips for parents that have cancer with kids. And my social media pages are Carissa Bates, author on Instagram, and then Finding Joy Press or Carissa Bates on Facebook. And for those that are really interested in knowing what Lefsa tastes like, it is available in all 50 states. And you can find more information on Lefsa.com. And Lefsa spelled a little silly. It's L-E-F-S-E. And then that's .com. And that's where you can find Lefsa. Bye, Miss Bates. Thank you for sharing your passion for new region culture with us. Thank you for having me on the show, Culture Kids. It was very fun. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Well, we never end our episode without some jokes. Asher, do you want to go first? Yes. What do you got? What did the mama cow say to her calf? What? It's pasture bedtime. (laughs) Excellent. I love that one. Pasture, because cows live in pastures. Past your bedtime. Okay, can mommy go? Yes. Why do hummingbirds hum? Why? Because they don't know the word. So they hum. Hum. Did you like that one? Yes. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us today on another episode of Culture Kids Podcast. Also, grown-ups, please do us a huge favor and leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. This allows us to be seen by more families everywhere around the world. Your support means the world to us. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel where you can see footage and photos of everything we talked about today. I love you and see you next week. friends. Are you looking for a new podcast? Maybe something you can share with your littles? Something that has some storytelling in it? Well, then look no further. We have Storytime with Philip and Mommy, where my son and I sit and discuss all the great books that you might love while we read them. So Little Golden Books, Berenstain Bears, and even the new classics like Bluey. We sit down, we read, we discuss, and we have so much fun doing it. Come and join us. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.